So, Spencer, who know. are we uh, tattooing today? Uh, so this is this is the thing, man. I'm actually tattooing myself. Um, we I thought it would be kind of fun to start the way I started. Um, you know, with the first, yeah. You know, I, I thought it'd be fun to kind of start with the first person I tattooed, um, which you know that that was myself. <laughs> um, I made it so that you know whenever I started tattooing, I wasn't gonna you know tattoo anyone until I put myself through what. I would put them through. Um, it's become this little tradition that I do every year just to kind of remind myself of, uh, you know, and just, uh, I don't want to say the pain I put everyone through, but, uh, you know, that, I guess that's kind of no better way to say it. Yeah. But... Um, it is. I, I don't know. There's also something about kind of marking yourself <laughs> annually and you being the person to do it. Um, I don't know, it's maybe maybe it's a little ritualistic, but I I, yeah. I, I think it sounds cool. I mean, what, what was like the first like tattoo you gave yourself? Oh, it's it's something, man. Um, <laughs> so it's a I guess traditional looking uh, mm-hmm. skull and dagger. Um, it's right on my thigh, like, um, and for some reason I decided to do it like eight inches long because I was like, oh man. Not only is it just eight inches long, it's also um, in color because that was a good idea. So not only am I lining the tattoo, I'm also packing color into my leg, <laughs> just going to town, trying to get it, you know, figuring it out. Oh this was God. back when I was apprenticing, and um, it was definitely one of those experiences <laughs> where you're, you know, you got. I, I feel like you got to be willing to lay down a little bit of skin on yourself. If you're apprenticing, just because uh, you can't, you know, you you can't, you can't be putting it everywhere no, else. Yeah. There's some pain, and you're not getting. How many of your tattoos now? I think I've done like five. Oh, more than that. I I, I lose count. You did Nina. You did the me and cat and a heart. You did my TV screen face girl. You did my massive thigh one. You did French press. There's more than that. Right? Oh, there's the bird's nest. Bird's nest. So we're at six. I don't there know. may or may not be one more. I think there's one more somewhere. Maybe I just retouched the whole thing. You've retouched like all of the stick and pokes. Well, that's done. something cool that you've done though too. You, <laughs> you've done some stick and pokes on yourself. You retouched the equality symbol because it was like basically looked like a pencil doodle on my own skin. I mean, isn't that kind of what a stick and poke is? He's doing a little stick and poke, and I was <laughs> just, I just gulped down. Uh, glasses of whiskey and I tattooed the fool on me because earlier that evening um, I did my first tarot reading for myself. Yeah. And my my best friend Michael Nicolo shout out to Michael. Um, he, <laughs> hi Michael. Hi Michael. Um, <laughs> he uh, he gifted me my first tarot deck. Oh, that's that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you're it has not, to be gifted. You're not allowed um, to... Couldn't tell you why. Couldn't tell you why, but I know that those are like the main those rules are the when it rules, comes down. Right? Those yeah. are the rules. There are there are very limited rules with tarot, but like. Well, it's it's a thing. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I think it's something that, you know, it, the whole thing is like obviously open up to interpretation, mm-hmm. but it's that whole thing of like, yeah, you're using that interpretation to um, reflect. Yes. Right? Like you're using that to yeah. to really. Um, oh, so this thing. I'm so. It's like word association. Yeah. Like uh, I'm associating this meaning with this thing, and how does this relate to me? Yeah. And I think that that's a really 
It's a tool in that regard. It um, is, big yeah. time. And so um, my first reading was The Fool, which is one of my favorite descriptions um, in the deck, which is just to kind of jump into something and not think too much about, you know, what's happening and let go of your fears and kind of just like walk. It's of a man uh, with his like carry-on bag and there's a dog at the bottom of the cliff barking at him and he's about to walk off the cliff. And it's simply just like the fool's ideology of just, just go with the flow, man. Yeah, it's, Don't it's, worry it's, about it's a total wild coyote thing. Like it's like he's gonna walk in the air for like four or five steps before he like realizes gravity's a thing and then falls. And down. then falls. <laughs> Sweet little cartoon. And that's what I describe. I mean, I've always been, I've always been a goofball, and I and I feel like a lot of people see me and they think that I look so mean from far away. Like you know me now, where you're like, I could never see your three. But if you see me like walking down the street, I look very pensive and like kind of. Well, I mean, I, I think that that's, I mean, so just, and I'm not just speaking personally yeah. here, but that's something like, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy your company too, is because I'm not like that. I'm very like reserved. I'm very, and it's, it's weird because once you get to talk to me, once you get to know me, you know, like, I, I'm an open book. You really are. But it's I'm beautiful. not a goofball. I'm not no, the you're fun. not. I'm not the fun guy. Like, but you're you you do get goofy when you get comfy. You get a little goofy. You no, never... I, I I don't get goofy. I get corny. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's like we just talked about this. Yeah. You are a 55 year old man yes. in a 25 year old body, uh, and you're 29. And I'm 29. Yeah. That's so... But you look 25. Thank you. But you act like you're 55. I don't do it on purpose. It's not I know you don't do it on purpose. It's not an act. No, you. But your personality. <laughs> okay, oh, you're right. You're right. You don't act like it. But your personality <laughs> screams. My energy. You're telling me when I came to you heartbroken, maybe about <laughs> the first time around, <laughs> and I came to Spencer to get an impulsive tattoo, which is a beautiful de- design, which we'll talk about. It's the night one. Yeah. He takes me outside with his little cap and his pipe and just gives me some beautiful wisdom about his first ever heartbreak. And I sat there and it's just like, thank you so much, my 55-year-old tattoo artist. <laughs> Buddy, my Benjamin Button. Person. My Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, you know, but I think that, I think that's a, a again, a, a cool part of my job is that I do get to to know you and I get to talk to you and, you know, it is something where I I am busy a lot of the time, but yeah. like I do genuinely care about and I care about you, but yeah. like I care about the person that I'm tattooing, like cool. it. Yeah, yeah, like in. Well, I, At least from my perspective, yeah, and you're talking about like when we first, when you, when I first met you. Yeah, I first I, met you in the summertime. Yeah, summertime. summertime. Yeah. Yes, is it? No, not no, in it's 2020. Not. It's just not. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I, I remember coming here, and I've never experienced such a like open-hearted conversation after just meeting a person and that's usually how i am with people people usually open up straight to me and i open up my whole thing to you yeah immediately and i was like i was like this is beautiful well i think there's something to be said about almost like like humbling yourself in a way or like i don't want to say making yourself vulnerable but whenever whenever you're tattooing or piercing somebody or anything like that there is a little bit of anxiety there right so by by showing you how, um, and again, I don't think this is an act, but by, by showing you a little bit of myself, 
as you are. Like, and this is not just if you get tattooed or pierced by me. This is with anyone, with anybody in the industry. You know, they're investing in you. You know, yeah. and whenever you feel like I'm uncomfortable with this person, you're gonna, you're gonna one, you're gonna just have a better experience. Um, but two, you're But it's it's hard though sometimes because I mean I've definitely experienced it with people and I feel very um I feel very honored to be a safe space for people. And it's because I'm so vulnerable up front. There there are no walls and that's why it was so beautiful to meet somebody who also doesn't have walls and it was like a very beautiful interaction and I've been with people just meeting them and having a conversation for like an hour where they're like, I've told you things that I've never told anybody before. And I was honored by this situation. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, it's, I, it's just, I, I, I get that because that's, you know, I, I that believe it or not, people mm. tell you some stuff in tattooing uh, are things which I actively fight for people to tell. Mm-hmm. You know? No, totally. I think, I think for a lot, <laughs> a really long time, a lot of people's voices have been suppressed right and the easiest way for someone else to understand someone's story is through image right it's the reason why when we um you know when we when we have kid when 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 there's children right what do we start with we start with images we start with pictures right because we're able to articulate those things better um but and i think like tattoos will can do that like they can help you access someone else's story yeah um, you know, and I think like, you know, and I don't think it always has to be these big, huge pieces either. I mean, I think like, like, for example, like, um, I don't know, can you, like, for, for example, your woman almighty tattoo is going to be two inches. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, but that has a, a huge feeling with it, right? Like, can you, I mean, can you talk a little bit about that experience? Like how um, that, what? Yeah. How, like, caring that makes you feel, I guess. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was trying to, like, look online for other tattoos like it, but I really couldn't, and so I had to, like, I mean, it's just basic font. It's just, like, Times New Roman. Um, so it wasn't that hard to make it myself. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you opened up Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. So I opened Google Docs and I said, "Woman." Uh, <laughs> Whoa, man. Woman. <laughs> Woman. Um. And uh, yeah, I honestly I don't really remember. I think the thing I love about it the most is like afterwards. I feel like it was kind of like a on the spot thing, but I learned. Like, I'm, I just, I love it, like, honestly, more and more every day. Um, it's just a statement. It's out there. It's loud and proud. And I haven't always been hugely in control of my own body. But one thing I was in control of was what my skin looked like. And if I covered it in ink, then at least it was my choosing of what ink and where it goes. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, it's a very cool way of you know 
I've noticed this year, I mean, a lot of people are getting tattooed, um, you know, and that's even with all of the COVID stuff that's going on. But I really do think it, it is because people want to feel like they're in control of their own body. And whenever things feel out of your control, of course, of, why would you not want to kind of take back that control and have a little bit more autonomy? Um, no, I, I, I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's a very relevant thing to this year, but at the same time, it's, it, it is very universal. It's a way that you can, you know, I, I know you've described yourself as like wanting to be like a storybook, right? Of, you know, these, all of these tattoos you have, right? Like, how, how did you say that? But how much does a polar bear weigh? tendency to build up our first right like you know, oh yeah it, it, it's that the cliche is you always remember your first you always remember and you know maybe we do maybe we don't remember our first as well as we'd like to think 
that we remember our first. But, you know, it's, there's something significant about that, like breaking that moment, bringing, like, you know, I think it's almost uh, autonomous in a way, like you're taking back control of your body in a way that someone is telling you, hey, you can't do this because you might risk your future. You're like, you know yeah. what? No, I'm, I'm not. I think that's a really powerful message in its own way. I mean, I didn't care back then. When I, I the day I came to New York for my 18th birthday, and so on my 18th birthday, we went. My best friend and I went to the village, and I got a little star tattoo, which you haven't seen because it was in a place where you you're not supposed to. You're, that's not seen. <laughs> Private eyes only. Yes, I mean, well, until until cut to three years later, I'm at school and I'm doing a show called The Full Monty, where we basically you do the full. I get completely naked on stage, yeah. and we're rehearsing the scene. And the director comes up and goes after the third time we're rehearsing, you know, a scene. He goes, "I didn't know you have tattoos." No, right. I think like you guys, you have kind of a more uh, because you're so um, creator driven. You mm-hmm. feel like get around some of those kind of hang-ups of traditional theater a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the actors that I have in my shows have tattoos anyway. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, we all know how to cover things. I worked at a makeup school for, like, eight years, so I do know how to cover things if the role absolutely requires it. But for the most part, no. I, I either can write it into the thing if it's an original piece that I've written, or it's, like, worst-case scenario, I can just wear enough clothes. Because a, a lot of the tattoos, you've done all of my tattoos, actually. Um, they're all in easily hideable places. Yeah, um, they're they're, uh, yeah, they're uh, pretty easy to cover. Right. But Although, I did, two, yeah, I did two shows in a row where I had to just wear full lingerie, and I was like, all right, everyone's just going to see these tattoos. Great. Good time. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know, everyone now knows that you're a Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, it's now you literally can't turn on TV without seeing an actor, an athlete, even people in commercials. You see visible tattoos. Oh um, yeah. And to be honest, that's that's a good. It's refreshing to see that people don't have to hide something. You know, but at the same time, or is it a fashionable thing to take you? But well, or is it is it wrong that it's a fashionable thing? You know, is you know, that's not like does anybody know what tattoo they want to get? You know, but I'm happy to do it for them. <laughs> <laughs> I will evaluate them. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's other circumstances. You know, in West Virginia. You can tattoo somebody that's, say, 17 years old with their parents' consent. Their parent has to be there to sign for it. Um, but there's been instances there, too, where if it's something I know that somebody's going to regret in a few years, like if, you know, somebody comes in, they're like, yeah, I want my sports number tattooed on me. It's like, no, you don't. You're going to regret that. I'm not going to do that for you because you're going to regret, and I know you're going to regret, you know. I want it. I want my jersey number tattooed on my back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if it's something that you know that. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. 
You're welcome, sister. I'm very honored that you're here talking with us for, you know, I think we've got, I think we've been, you know, it's been a good, like, 40 minutes. I think. Yeah. And I just want you to know that I love your guts and, (laughs) and I'm so blessed to to have you as my firstborn because um, you're my head, you, you think. And even though we don't talk every day, I love you more than you could ever imagine. And I want to thank you for making me a mom. And thank you for, thank you for, um, I know that, you know, I, I made, made plenty of mistakes. And if any mamas are listening, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but I did the best I could. And I think you turned out pretty darn good. <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty darn okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got through the whole thing and you didn't say an ugly cuss word. I, you know, I, 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 can, I can ruin that in about two minutes. But. No, you keep that body mouth out. <laughs> this is, you said this one, this, um, this one was all about me, so keep that this potty is, mouth out of there. <laughs> I love you, son. I love you, too, man. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks Thank you, so baby. Thank you for coming on this episode. Um, my pleasure. I, you know, everyone out there, uh, call your mom. It means a lot. <laughs> it sure does. I love your guts, bud. I love you. I love you too, man. We'll uh, we'll talk at you soon, okay? Okay. Night. I see you, babe. See ya. This has been Spencer Kennard at Stories of Ink. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. Welcome back, everyone, to Stories in Ink. This is our year one wrap-up. Guys, thank you so much for listening this past year. Um, it's been it's been an awesome ride. Uh, I want to thank everyone that's been involved with the show, everyone that has come on the show, guested, listened to it, supported it in any type of way. Special thanks to Jesse Luciani for, you know, really helping me, you know, steer this ship, being at the helm right there with me, helping me get everything out and taking care of all of the production side of it without his help i would not be able to make this show a thing so jesse again thank you for coming along this ride with me guys again everyone that has come on everyone that has listened thank you so much um it really means a lot to me you know i think this show is really about creating a dialogue and i think that having that dialogue and being able to listen to other people's stories and glean just a little bit of information from them and see how it applies to your own life. is just something that, you know, it's fundamental to the human experience. And I'm just really glad that we get to be a little part of that. Um, this is our year one wrap up episode. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We will be back for season two. Um, you know, we have some great, awesome plans for you. Thanks for like, being along for the ride, helping us, uh, figure out what works and what doesn't. And, um, you know, I'm just super excited for this podcast to continue and just to see what direction it goes. Um, if you'd like to be a part of it, please just let us know. Um, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to talk at you, talk with you. Um, again, this is Spencer Kennard until next time. Thanks for stopping by. Again, this is Spencer Kennard. Until next time, thanks for stopping by.